Hi guys, Owen here, and I'm really excited to be launching this new podcast where we dive into interesting topics that we at Christchurch are involved in, chatting to leaders here and really getting to grips with what we stand for as a church. Over the next six to seven months, we're going to cover topics such as why we believe that the Bible is the word of God and can be trusted. What does, the, what does God say about the church being family and how do we reflect that? Worship, spiritual gifts and much, much more. In each of these sessions, we want to dig deep into why we believe what we believe as a church theologically, but also practically chat about how that belief shapes our daily lives. Today, we have the great privilege of opening this project, chatting to Sai and Anna Fry. For those of you who don't know, Sai leads the team here at Christchurch, and him and Anna pastor this family of believers. Today, we're going to be looking at the vision of Christchurch, both where we are and where we're going. Thanks for joining us today, guys. That's fine. Hello. Great to be here. Awesome. How did, why don't you just open up by sort of introducing yourselves a bit and sort of saying how you came here at Christchurch? Well, my name's Sai and yeah, married to Anna. We've been married now for 19 years and we, we came here to Christchurch. We've been here just over five years now and it was about six or seven years ago that God started speaking to us about uh, church planting and we, we were feeling called to uh, church plant uh, somewhere and we were sort of beginning to pray about that. And, uh, and I was sharing at a leaders gathering about some of the work that I do overseas in, in South Sudan and the person who was leading Christchurch here in Helsham heard me share about that and he also knew the church leader that I was um, working under at that time down in Southampton and he spoke to him uh, about me and said look actually I think this guy should, should come here and, and replace me as I'm moving on. And, and so that began a, a conversation and we started to pray about it. We weren't particularly thinking about, if you like, an established church. As I say, we were thinking of a church plant. But as we prayed about it, God sort of spoke to us and we felt it was right to come here. Do you want to say a bit more about that, Anna? Yeah, we, we knew that God was moving us on. We could feel that God was asking us to do something. Once I first mentioned it being Helsham, I heard Horsham. So I was like doing what every normal woman does and looking on right move at houses in Horsham thinking, well, God really better want us to go there because, you know, we'll be living in a bedsit with our four kids. But once we established it was Halsham, I realised actually it was an area that we would be effective in working in and we prayed and were really clear about we needed to hear really clearly from God because we have four kids so we didn't want to move the children without knowing we were moving them to where God had what called us so we prayed and everything we prayed for that God would show us as a sign that it was right all of those things came about which was really amazing including that a poundland opened the week that we wanted to, we were thinking about moving to Halsham and I heard they didn't have a poundland and I thought well there's many things I can live without running water being one of them but a poundland I'm not sure about 
So I prayed that there would be a Poundland. And the week we met up with the elders, the Poundland had opened. And I just knew God wanted me to be in Hashem. <laughs> so he brought a Poundland. <laughs> he answered the prayers through Poundland. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> so you guys have been involved in a, in a number of churches sort of over, over the years in terms of church plants and larger churches and obviously here in, in Helsham. So as a sort of opening question, what does church mean to you? When someone says church, what, do, what, what does that mean to you? I think... It, it's you know church when you, I think the average person on the street can sort of think oh ch- church building or something uh, along those those lines but for me it's just it's such a it is such a beautiful um, word in that sense as soon as you mention it well, there's several things that come to my mind it, it, you know the, the actual meaning of the word I suppose in terms of the gathered uh, people the assembly of called out ones and that's obviously God's people called out by God to be his people so you know for me church is is the the, the people of God that obviously church to use the theological term church universal refers to all the believers around uh, the world today and and in uh, past generations but we often think of church in terms of local church and scripture refers to 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 both you know you find that paul wrote letters to churches in this town the in the book of revelations you you write to there's uh, letters to seven different churches there in specific situations and so for me it's the local gathered people of god gathering to to meet with God and the beautiful thing about the church is it's people from every every sort of background every there's no that everyone is welcome to become part of, of the church regardless of whether they're Jew or Gentile male uh, or, or female in fact whatever you've done you get people that are have lived if you like very in quotes clean lives and and they they become part of the church through Jesus, and then you get people who say very clean lives, like like my wife, for example, and there's people who have lived less clean lives, like myself. And through Jesus, we're all welcome, and all can become can become part of the church of God. So church for me is a is is a, a beautiful uh, word. Yeah, when I think of church, I always think hope that the church is the hope of the world. And it's amazing that God calls us together as a very different type of people to to reach the world and to offer hope to people. And I also think of family, you know, that we are the family of God and with Christ as the head of our family and that we are a, a people who gather together and like a family, it's got all different generations, people in different ways of life, people doing different jobs, people in every different social economic group. And that's the amazing thing about church is actually the thing that draws us together is our love for Christ and it is the church is amazing it's not a business it's not an organization it's completely unique and it's the family of God we're also the I would see it as a you know we're the the body of Christ if you like obviously Jesus has now gone back up into heaven and we as his people the church are the hands and feet of Jesus here to show him to the world and to show his love and to serve people around us as he would want us to do so we're the hands and feet uh, of Jesus here on earth amazing I think it's great when you speak about uh, church as family because there is a a real 
divide, I suppose, in our culture nowadays in terms of generations. There aren't many places that you would see sort of older people and younger people spending time together outside of a nuclear family home. And the church is quite rare in that it gives that space in a way that, that our culture doesn't. And uh, generational loneliness is a real rising problem in our culture. And I think the church has a real part to play in, in balancing that. As yeah. Paul says, you know, the, the different parts of the body being individual and, and different. You know, the eye can't say that the, uh, the ear doesn't need it, but at the same time, um, there is difference and there's diversity within the church. And part of that diversity, I suppose, you mentioned earlier in terms of universal and local church. And obviously you guys have been involved across many different nations in terms of church. Um, how do you see those two things linking together? How does the local and the universal work together for you guys? I think for, I mean, firstly, I think the great commission that Jesus gave his disciples when um, he went into heaven is it was you know to go into all the world and to make disciples and then you look at the the bible and how they carried that out they went about planting local churches so those local churches could reach that area and then replicate that work so it's not a, a sort of a either or i'm really passionate about going to the nations i oh, know i'm really passionate about the local church we're called to be passionate about both and if we're going to the nations it's to help plant churches or help churches grow and and likewise as we're working here locally and looking to reach this area where God has placed us in for for, for Jesus and let people find out more about him it's also with a view of building that up so that we can reach further afield as well and encouraging people and pointing people to the bigger picture that God has got for his people, which goes all the way back to the book of Genesis, where God, when he made the world, he wanted people to populate the world and fill the whole world with people that would bring glory to him. They would have done it naturally then, obviously because of sin that came into the world. Now we need Jesus, and through the power of the Spirit, we can bring glory to him. And so for me, it's not, uh, and they're, they're two sides of the same coin, if you like. Amazing. That's really awesome to hear and, and great to hear a little bit more about those links and how they all work together. But here in Helsham, how do you guys see that practically sort of moving out in Helsham? How do we see God's kingdom coming down? I suppose, what is the vision for Christchurch? Well, our, our vision statement, which... You know, I suppose leads into that or, or springs from that quite nicely, uh, Owen, is to be sharing the love of Jesus in Helsham and beyond by the power of the Holy Spirit to the glory of God the Father. So even in our vision as a church, it's not just to reach this town, it's not just to reach this area, but it's that's why we put the word beyond because it is you know it 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 is as far as God wants us to to, to go and uh, as you know we're involved as a church in in East Africa we're involved in Bulgaria we've got people in Mexico so we're involved in in several places but we're also looking to reach Helsham and Wilden for 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 Jesus and that's part of our we want to we want to share his love you know for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life and so we want to share something of Jesus love of God's love for for people but knowing that we can't do it in our own strength that we're completely dependent on 
the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus didn't just send his disciples out. He said, wait in Jerusalem until you receive power from on high. So we recognize that by ourselves, by our own strategy, if you like, by our own uh, cleverness, we could, we, we could never save anyone or have any impact at all. But it's through the power of the Holy Spirit and his leading and his guiding. And yes, God has a, a strategy, but sometimes to us, we don't necessarily, it doesn't seem logical what he works. If you look in the, the book of Acts, you know, Philip seeing revival in Samaria, and then God says, go to this desert road. And I think, what, but God, what you're doing something great here. And he goes there and there's the Ethiopian eunuch there. And so, you know, sometimes from our perspective, it's not necessarily Oh, oh yes, I can see that. That makes sense. But it's about us being obedient to where the Spirit leads, following him, working in his power. And, and then through that, we can bring glory to, uh, to, to God. And ultimately, as Scripture says, all things happened for the glory of God the Father. So uh, that's, if you like, our statement. And being Christian, we thought it's quite nice to have each member of the Trinity mentioned in, in that uh, statement as well. Yeah, and we have our key values as a, as a church, which are love, build, serve and celebrate. We started with love because actually love is essentially what it's all about, is that it's because God so loved us that he sent Jesus to die for us. And the church is supposed to represent Jesus to the community and actually Jesus loved the world so much that he gave up his own life to enable us to be able to have that communion with God where we're able to be with God forever and ever. And we want to be known as a church who love God and love each other, but also love our community and love anyone that God brings across our path. You know, 1 John 4 verse 8 says, God is love. And it's amazing, you you couldn't describe anyone else as they are love, but God is love. And we are called to love each other deeply. I was reading in 1 John this morning, you know, that a sign of our faith that we love God is that we love the people of God. So when people sort of say, you know, I've got a great walk with God God and I love him, but I just can't bear the church and I don't want anything to do with the church. Actually, that's really sad because an expression of our faith and our love for God is a sign of it, is that we love each other and we love the believers as well but also that call to show the love of Jesus and we rest in that love of God and the love of God is what inspires us to want to be more like Jesus it's not that he beats us over a head with a stick or we're really afraid that we might not get into heaven and that it might not weigh up for us on our day of judgment but that actually it because of our love for God, because of our love for Jesus, we want to be more and more like Jesus in the way that we behave. And it also means that all are welcome to come to church. It doesn't mean that actually we don't have any uh, boundaries or that we anything goes and we don't highlight things that are sinful, but that actually we welcome people with the love of God. Yeah, I think the the main thing in love is 
is that it shapes what you do. It, it's mm. it's that in in we speak truth in love. We welcome in love. Mm. As you say, that doesn't mean that love isn't always difficult, and love isn't isn't sometimes difficult. Sorry, or isn't sometimes a hard thing to do. But it is a command, and, and it is a. Yeah. Uh, a fruit that we we are called to to show. Yeah, Jesus says, doesn't he, that you know, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. And there's a sense in which is as we as we show love and as we receive the love of God, that changes us. I mean, just like I love my wife Anna, you'll be pleased to and probably not surprised to know, but that actually shapes the way that I behave towards. People Sadly, absent. it doesn't shape the way he dresses, but we're working on that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, well, I'm very happy to dress as my wife wants me to, but uh, she refuses to put out clothes for me to wear. So, uh, <laughs> I'll, uh, But uh, it does shape the way that I behave uh, you know, towards other people because I love Anna, uh, and the same is with God. I love Because of the love of God, that changes us. Well, because of the love of God, he sent Jesus to make us holy and acceptable to God. And because of the love of God and then our love for him, we should want to live holy lives to to please him. Secondly, Anna mentioned build. That's one of our key values. And we're looking to build a large, strong, vibrant church that that feels like a family. And that's not because, you know, we've given into the Western mindset, it's got to be big to be successful or something like that. But that's because what's what we see in scripture that actually, you know, Jesus talked about the mustard seed being the smallest of seeds. And then it grew to be a plant that filled the whole earth. It was like a little bit of leaven that's hidden in some bread until it worked its way through that that bread and so there's that 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 growth that we see in scripture that expectation of Jesus that this gospel will go out to the ends of the earth and he is the one that is doing that and we just want to get caught up in what God's doing so we do expect to see God bless us in that way and and grow us in that way and grow our impact in the community that we're in and into the communities that we want to reach in locally and and abroad but it's also about not just in terms of you know sort of uh, physical growth it's about spiritual growth of the people uh, amongst us growing into Christ-like maturity becoming stronger in their faith becoming more like Jesus which is the aim of what the spirit is wanting to do in his people is trying is transforming us from one degree of glory to another to be become more like Jesus and so we well, as a church at Christ church we want to help the people that God has given us and is giving us to become more like Jesus because he has the best for them and of course as as we grow and as people grow to be more like Jesus we expect that family feel to, to, to continue to grow because the Bible language of the church isn't one of a business, it isn't one of an organisation, it's one of a family. We love one another with a brotherly brotherly love. We treat older men like fathers, older women like mothers, and, and, and younger women, if you're a man, as sisters, and, you know, and younger men as brothers. So it's that family uh, feel, and we want that to be a key part of uh, who we are at, at Christchurch as we build this church. One of our values is also to serve. We're a church that seeks to serve God and serve each other, to serve our community, to serve the poor and serve the nations. 
you know, one of the most moving stories in the Bible is where Jesus washes his disciples' feet. And quite often we just skip over that because we read it and we think, oh, well, yeah, Jesus washed their feet. But actually, when you remind yourself that Jesus is God, so God washed his disciples' feet, it is totally amazing that the God of the whole universe would come down to earth and would deal with our feet, which feet are pretty gross on there, let's be honest. <laughs> I don't know what yours are like. Mine aren't that nice. Um, yeah, no, mine, mine are disgusting. Owen's <laughs> are could, disgusting. Could, my, disgusting. My, my fiance will, will very much vouch for the fact that my feet are amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry, that's totally throwing me. But we're called to serve like Jesus, to lay down our life for others, to look at people's needs and to meet them. You know, a sign of our faith is that we care for the poor that if someone is thirsty we give them a drink if someone is hungry we give them something to eat that actually we don't ignore the need around us but we help it's also looking to serve each other as the family of God as well so actually praying for each other and practically helping each other making each other meals I remember at work one of my work colleagues um, there was a whole spate of babies born in our church which was lovely there's about eight or nine born over a year and I was telling her, oh, I'm making a meal for this person tonight. She's like, you're always making meals for people that have had babies. <laughs> and I said, well, in our church, when you have a baby, you get meals made for you for a week or two weeks. And she just said to me, I would love to be in your church. What would it be like to have a people that care about you and are looking after you? So when I had my baby, I got nothing. And I said to her, that's the family of God. And we serve each other and we love each other. And in Galatians 2 verse 10, when Paul um, was sharing with the apostles what God had um, done in his life, how he'd been transformed, they reminded him to care for the poor, to remember the poor, which was the very thing that Paul was eager to do. And it certainly is on our heart to serve the poor. We have a keys project which works with um, people from an addiction backgrounds. We have uh, CMA, which is to help people who are in debt or financial difficulty. We work with the food bank and we also work in the nations working with the poor. And it's really important for us as the church to serve the poor and disadvantaged that no one else is interested in, that we serve and love them and show the love of Jesus to them. I think it's also good to add on to that that our youth worker Owen works in the secondary school uh, as well and helping out at the, at the secondary school and actually our children's worker who is a qualified play therapist she gives some time to some of the local primary schools as well helping out there because we want to serve um, our community the final value if you like is celebrate and these values you know think of them as key ingredients in in cake or something like that they should be there in all the things that we that we do and you know god is a god who who celebrates you might not think that about god but he is a god that there's always a celebration going on there's always rejoicing when you look at jesus there was always great joy around jesus when he came to uh, a place and we as his people want to celebrate God his goodness his faithfulness to us his grace and his presence uh, amongst us that's not to you know say well nothing bad's going to happen to our people we have to always put a brave fa- face on things but 
you look at the Apostle Paul, you look at his life, he went through many hardships, beatings, shipwrecks, being out, uh, being homeless, being out at night, being in, in prison, all, all those sorts of things. And yet he writes, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. And there's a sense in which no matter what we're going through, we can rejoice in in, in, in the goodness of God, knowing that he is ultimately in control, knowing where we're ultimately going in life, and also knowing that he has a plan in things that we, we can trust. So we're called to be a people that, that rejoice and, and celebrate. The Bible tells us that when somebody becomes a Christian, there is a, there is a party in, in heaven uh, that, that goes on. And actually, as there's, you know, every day there's over 100,000 people that turn to, to Jesus, then that means there's a constant party going I- in heaven. And, uh, and Jesus, it says of Jesus that for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. So it, it, he, he, he not, not, you know, not that he necessarily looked forward to the cross itself, but for the joy that was set before him. And that was of people coming to know and love him. And as we go and share God's love, and as we see people respond to that, and even ourselves, as we become more like Jesus and allow God to work in our life, that should cause a great rejoicing to uh, to happen amongst us as i said there's there's hard work to be done there's things that are difficult but actually we're called to to celebrate and to be joyful as christians jesus one of the last words that he spoke to his disciples before he went to the cross was he said he said to them these things i've spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full or complete. That's in John 15 verse 11. And there's a sense in which we, as we become Christians, as we live for Jesus, through his spirit in us, we can receive something of the joy of heaven in our hearts. So we as Christians are called to, to celebrate. So that, yeah, those, those four things that we said, love, build, serve, celebrate, they're like key ingredients of the cake that is Christchurch, if, if you like, that God is, is building here. Yeah, I know that many people really do struggle with that, that whole notion of joy through through suffering. And I think it's a real key passage that, you know, for the joy set before him, many people really struggle uh, with that. I know myself, I've, I've struggled with that in terms of when times are tough, that choice of joy, that gift of, you know, the fruit of joy that is given to us by the Holy Spirit, which isn't necessarily just a good feeling, yes. um, but is a, a, a deep celebration of who God is and what he's done. And I really think that's a, yeah, that's a really great culture decision to make. How do you see that sort of working out in the life of the church practically? And across all those four things, so Anna, you've mentioned about in serving the way that we serve people who are going through difficult times or, or joyous times in, in newborn children. I know that obviously we've, during this time of COVID, we've supported people financially. And, but how do you see sort of the love, build, serve, celebrate come through practically on a day-to-day life in the life of the church? Well, I think practically it works out as um, looking out for each other like you would do for your own family, isn't it? It's it, the people who you know in the church who are in your life group or that you have friendship or contact with is looking for when you might see that they're maybe struggling with life or just common sense would tell you what they're going through at the moment is very difficult. 
it's just saying we care for you um, we're praying for you we know it's difficult at the moment or we know this is a really lovely time an exciting time like if you're having a baby or moving house but do you know a meal would really be helpful or um, could I take your kids for an hour so you can get a bit of peace or can I can I sit with the person that you care for and there's many people in our church who who care for people and actually offering to just care for them is really important as well but it's also just looking at how we can help practically with things like mums and toddlers so you've got places to take your children and trying to offer resources to people to be able to teach our children about the love of God But it's also being family and sharing our homes as much as we're allowed to in the current uh, regulations, but of having each other around for dinner or um, going for a walk together or going to the park together and um, looking to serve each other, but also serving our non-Christian friends too. When our non-Christian friends um, are going through a difficult time, it speaks so much if you say, I've made you dinner and I'm going to bring it into work and you take it home with you and or actually this is a really difficult time for you how can I help you what can I pray for you I'm going to pray for um, healing in your life I can see your suffering I'd like to um, pray for you to be healed and that that expectation that when you're a believer everywhere we go we bring the kingdom and so we see the supernatural working out all around us and it should, in our children, because they've grown up in a church that's full of the spirit, it is normal for them to pray for healing. It is normal for them to hear from God. For us adults, we've had to learn that later on in our Christian walk. But actually, our life should be full of the Holy Spirit. So it should be normal for us to get words of knowledge and discernment and to be offering to pray with our friends when they're sick or pray for their family when we know their family are sick. So it's outworking the supernatural as well. Amazing. Perfect. I know obviously we haven't got long left. Um, don't want to keep you too long. But but just before we close, I just want to ask you guys a sort of question about where, where we're going in terms of, I know a lot of people are excited to see what's happening in the church. We've got obviously praying in Tom and Rob over the next coming weeks. And we're really excited for that. So I just want to hand over to you guys to basically just say a bit about where you see Christchurch going in the next five years. Yeah. What's the vision? What's the, where are we going towards? Well, as we go to you know continue to you know share Jesus' love in this area and and around the world by the, in the power of the Spirit to, to God's glory, we will we believe in God is going to continue to to grow this church in terms of of numbers. So I think that you know that's a uh, key. One of the things we've had in terms of prophetic words over us as a church is that we would be a resource church that that we would also be a storehouse that god would use to to resource the 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 town around us and people around us and even even the nations and actually during this time of covid we've we've seen that we've been able to bless people locally and uh, and abroad so we we see that continuing that we can continue to serve uh, the community there's things that we would like to uh, get off the ground like um, a pregnancy crisis centre where we can help support the 
community locally for, for that we have uh, mission trips when we were allowed to do them we were we're getting the church caught up in in reaching the nations more and more that's not just um sending people long term but also getting people to come on short term trips so that helps helps them get a feel for what God is doing around the world, but also gives them a heart to, yeah, I want to see God's kingdom go and grow in, in, to, in these places. I think also we really, our desire is to equip and empower every believer to be walking in the power of the Holy Spirit and to be really able to individually lead people to Jesus and to pray people through in salvation with their friends and not to always have that thing of saying I've, I just fall back on saying come to church because I don't really know how to um, talk to you about Jesus but actually equipping every believer to be able to reach the community that they live in and are part of and their own families to be able to share the gospel effectively with people and to be able to pray for people to see people saved and I think really during COVID that has become a really important thing that we really want to over the next few years really grow and grow is that discipleship of every believer being discipled in the church at whatever level of faith you're at or theological knowledge actually that every believer is being discipled and just pulled on in their walk with Jesus to understand him more but also to be moving in the gifts of the spirit more to understand salvation more to be able to share the gospel and the good news of Jesus really effectively amazing thank you so much for that thank you for joining us Cy and Anna it's been great to chat to you and hopefully chat to you again in the near future well thank you uh, for joining us today i hope you've enjoyed this podcast join us next month when we're going to be looking at the whole topic of the bible with chris joys and tom simmons why do we at christchurch believe the bible to be authoritative and the word of god is the bible trustworthy and how does it change our lives thanks for joining us what about podcast is brought to you by christchurch helsham it was written and created by me the music was written by chris joys to hear the full song please go to our youtube account and search for his encouragement called singing through the songs <laughs>